This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show's your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guest I interview, your input is valued. If it's in the news, on TV, at the movies, whether political, social, economic, whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. Following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. When you hear phone numbers, please do not call. The following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. When you hear phone numbers, please do not call. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, waiting for your calls here on this program so we can get going. I need to hear from you. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. This is not... An open air, well, it's not specifically open air, but you can always call with any questions you have about the Word of God. But this is a challenge day, a day that I will be giving challenges to you. But at the same time, that does not stop you from calling with your very own individual uh, questions. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, waiting to hear from you on the phone lines. In fact, you need to fill it up right now. That's what this program is all about. You can call me just as McCoy is doing right now from Detroit. Hello, McCoy. How you doing? Hi, Pastor Moss. How you feeling today? Just great, buddy. How are you? All right. I, I got a question. I mean, you know, I think you didn't answer this before, but it came back up. I can't think of the lady name. I think her last name was Baxter. This lady that's supposed to had um, went to hell and back. Right, you're exactly right. That is her name, Baxter. Right. Now I, I don't understand it because you know the only persons that I know that the Bible give a description of that was uh, the rich man and Lazarus. Uh huh. And um, people, you know. She says that she went there. I don't believe none of it. But, well, you know, well people... I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't believe any of yeah. it either. Now, I don't condemn yeah. her because actually, when you look into her background, uh, some discovered that she did have some bouts of uh, of mental illness. And so that, needless to say, makes me uh, more compassionate than I would be than if it had been someone who is, you know, knows better and is doing that, uh, things. Uh, but the biggest problem with it is I don't have anything against her either way. But the problem is that what she says is not found in the Bible. My whole thing is right. the Bible, nothing else, nothing less. And I find it very hard. Uh, now, what happens is there can be where we go to the Bible and we disagree. But at least if we're in the Bible, we know what we're talking about. But when she says, and this is what she says in her book, The Divine Revelation of Hell. That's what it's called. Uh, and when she says that Satan was in hell on fire laughing. 
okay? <laughs> right then I knew that she wasn't coming from a biblical concept of hell. There's no place in the Bible where we find that the devil, when he gets to hell, is going to be laughing. In fact, what we, we find in the Bible is the exact opposite of that. Uh, so, so you're exactly right. There's problems with her book, but the problems with it uh, is because of the fact that she has things in that book that no way, no how are, you know, uh, based upon the Bible. Right. Yeah. That's she, gives the a detailed, she gives a detailed description, and the Bible says don't go beyond what is written. And like you said, there's nothing written in the Bible that gives any kind of description of what she's describing, you know. No. And then you have other people talking about, I went through the tunnel and there was this big light. And, yeah, and hell, know, and and hell is shaped like this. a woman. Hell is shaped like, like a woman laying on her back. Some people should have got upset. The, the women should be protesting with that statement, right? But, but, yeah, but, right, I agree. But then agree. she makes but the you, devil look like he's the king of hell. And in Revelation chapter 20, verse 10, it says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast, that's the, the Antichrist, and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. So if he's tormented, what's he doing laughing while he's burning in the flame? Nothing in the Bible says right. that. Uh, so that's right. the problem with her book. Unfortunately, uh, uh, many people said they got uh, brought to the Lord as a result of it. I hope when they did that they went and looked at the Bible and found out that what might have got them interested in Jesus really wasn't something that promotes uh, the revelation that Jesus gave us in the Bible. Right. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, the sad part about it, that you have people that's confessing to be born again Christians saying they believe that, what she said. And I I, I couldn't get to it because I'm like, how are you going to believe what she says is not even written in the Bible? Well, what happens you know? is, I'm, and I'm not saying that they're, uh, that they're not people who are born-again Christians who believe it. All I'm saying is the trouble is born-again Christians should make sure that they're basing everything they believe on the Bible. Uh, and if it's not, then they need to adjust their belief system so it's so. Uh, that's the problem. Well, I have no doubt okay, that uh, there are many. We live in a day where a lot of Christians are not, uh, uh, you know, focusing on the Word of God, uh, which is the bread right. of life, which is the light that we're supposed to have. And so that is the, the biggest problem. And so they will right. read anything out there on the market and not examine it biblically, and that's a real problem. Yeah, you're right, buddy. Yeah. Well, that was my call, Pastor Moss. <laughs> All right. Well, any time, man. I'm, I'm always glad to hear from you, sir. Okay, thank you. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss, uh, waiting for you to call, and also just trying to find some real good challenges for you to deal with here today. You know, I have so many of them in my mind until I just wonder what to give you. I don't want to give you anything too hard, and I don't want to give you anything too easy. So what if I were to give you a question like this. Somebody please call and tell me, what is the Apocrypha? <laughs> now, when I said that, even Marcus moved his head. He said, what? <laughs> he said, and you said you're trying to be easy? That's right. What is the Apocrypha? Spelt A-P-O-C-R-Y-P-H-A. The Apocrypha. What is it? If you know, give us a call. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. You got one time to get it wrong. That's it. I'll give the right answer. That means that I win 
the radio listeners lose, but still we learn. What do you got to say, Marcus? I don't think that I can take it. <laughs> no, they can take it. They, 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 they can take it. They can answer something like that. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Moss. To see what you know today about the Bible, about the Word of God, these will be questions both uh, that are in the Bible and also outside of the Bible, right? There are some things, external things, that you need to know that helps you with Bible history, church history, things of that nature. Uh, and all of these things help you to understand the Bible. And then there's things in the Bible that you need to know. All right. So the first question on the table, what is the Apocrypha? What is it? If you know, give us a call at area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Call uh, dealing with my challenges or call with any question, absolutely any question you have about the Word of God. Now, I'm not saying I can answer them all, but if I can't, I'll get back with you on it. <laughs> but I, I do the best job I can here with limited resources. That is my Bible right before me and not a bunch of commentaries and things. But you call with any question that you have. We're going to go uh, to Hence in Detroit. See what's on his mind. Hello, Hence. Yes, Pastor Moss. i just like to say that uh, I have followed you for years back when you were over at um, uh, Evangel wow. uh, and Pastor Vogel. Yeah. Okay, that's over 11-something. I was with him for 11 years, so you know I'm old now. <laughs> yes, but one thing about you, and I tell everybody, you know, I don't care what faith you are, you are strictly biblical. You back up what you say by the Word, you know? Well, absolutely. That's the only thing I, I know to do, you know? Lawyers go to law books. Uh, doctors go to medical uh, books. The, the pastor is supposed to go to the Bible. He can't make it up as well, he goes along. Well, hopefully one day I'll have as much uh, 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 knowledge that you have. <laughs> oh, I'm chicken feed, man. I'm I'm doing the best I can. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I now, thank God for all the, the teachers I had before me. Okay. Now to your question, the apocrypha, the apocrypha. are the un the apocrypha are the uncanonized books of the Bible. The only faith that used them that I know is the Catholic Church. Wow. Give this man an applause when you get a chance, Marcus. I know you're busy on that phone with all the callers, but we got to get an applause to you because, brother, the question could not have been answered better than that. Right. The Apocrypha are books uh, that were written in what is called the uh, the 400 silent years or the intertestamental period between the close of the Old Testament, Old Testament written between 1500 and 425 B.C. And then the New Testament starting about 45 A.D. In between that gap of time, uh, which, which we call the silent years, then the Apocryphal books were written. And we're not saying that there's not good stuff that is in them. Okay, We've got 1st Maccabees, 2nd Maccabees, and things of that nature. But however... They were not deemed, they weren't considered to be uh, uh, scripture until the Roman Catholic Church declared that to be so, all right? Uh, other than that, they were good for reading. Some of them contained some truth, uh, but there's some problems in them because they talk about praying for the dead. And in First and Second Maccabees, they admit, they admit that no prophets were on the scene when they were written, okay? Weren't written by prophets. Good historical sources, but we know that in the Old Testament, uh, we have over 2,500 times where thus saith the Lord is mentioned. That doesn't happen in the Apocrypha. Good stuff, good for reading. But uh, you're exactly right. Give this man an applause, uh, Marcus. I still, uh, he's, still, he's working uh, so hard. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> yes, uh, I do have a question. Well, qu well, not a question, but. Sure. Ask me what's on your, your mind. Your, your advice and your insight. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, I have a friend of mine that's been, uh, he's a Christian, but he's been struggling with drugs for some time. Uh-huh. And he, he'll be, you know, clean for a while, you know, and then he falls off. Okay. Uh, his, the thing is, is that uh, I know that, yes, uh, you can pray and ask God to forgive you. Okay, you know, uh, uh, every time that he does it. But mm-hmm. I told him that that instead of praying for forgiveness, he should start praying for deliverance. But his question is, like, if he's clean for a while, and then if he if he uh, fall off, and if he use drugs again, is God really going to? Well, okay, I know the scripture says that God does not strive with man always. Mm-hmm. Does there come a point where God would just say that, you know, I'm through with you? Well, what happens, uh, uh, that is possible if someone has made up their mind that they are not going to do what God has told them to do. But the problem for him is this. The, the, the point of this is not so much God, it's him. What is he going to do? And he has to realize that, uh, that there's something he can do because he's got power in Christ. First uh, Peter chapter 4 is helpful. Uh, because of the fact that there, that deliverance sometimes costs us something. Notice what it says in First Peter four, and I'd like for you to share this verse with him if you get a chance. Where it says okay. First, First Peter, Peter four, you said chapter four, verse one, and let First. me read it. For as much okay. then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, now that's what it says. There's no doubt about it. Christ hath suffered for us. Uh, does this man uh, avow to be a Christian? Yes. Okay. Yes. It says, for as much then, so this should really resonate home for him. For as much then, as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. Okay. Now listen to this. For he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin. It's no easy deliverance. In order for him to overcome a habit, he's got to suffer in his flesh. He's got to deny his flesh, his mind, the uh, pleasure that has come from that. Okay. It's going to take some sweating, some praying, some fasting, and all of that. Notice again, he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin. Said verse 2, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. Okay? Uh, and then okay. it says this uh, in verse 3, for the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, revilings, banqueting. Okay, so what happens is okay. he's got to suffer in his flesh. And listen, I can I can I can testify to that. I used to be a smoker, and I was smoking my head off. Okay, and uh, every time the urge came, I would g- grab myself a pipe and I would smoke. And I found out that when I tried to stop, man, my body told me you're crazy. Get a pipe, light up. <laughs> and so I had to just stop completely, pray, and and once you uh, let uh, the devil know that you're not going to satisfy the flesh. It begins to leave, but he's got to know okay. that it's not necessarily an easy thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, one final question. He told me about a verse. I think it's in Second uh, Timothy, where it says that men uh, love pleasure more than they love God. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, he said Second Timothy three. I think. Okay. Well, there's a number of passages that are, are like that. The key passage, of course, that condemns worldliness, uh, we find over in First uh, John, in chapter 2, right? Where at verse 15 it says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 
verse 16, for all that is you in You just said it. Yep. For, you, see, that's his problem in that, again, this man used to be a Sunday school teacher, mm-hmm. Bible study teacher, mm-hmm. but drugs caused him. That's his dilemma is that um, uh, what you just said, that if you love the world, then um, God is not in you. And he's concerned whether he's gotten to the point that even that that the spirit is not with him anymore. Because That's not true. As long as he is interested in the Lord, the Lord is interested in him. It's not that God okay. has blocked him. He is blocking God, right? Because uh, okay. it says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is, of the, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away with the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God abides forever. He's got to start doing the will of God, turning his back on those things, and he's going to suffer in his flesh, but God will deliver him. I'm a testimony. So, I, I, I smoked for years. I gave it up. Okay. God bless me. Okay. One final question. So if he, if he relapses and he fails again, mm-hmm. he should just continue to pray and, you know, and try to come back. I mean, oh. oh, absolutely. What does the Bible tell us to do? Over in First John chapter one, in verse eight, it says, "If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us." Then First John chapter one, verse nine says, "If we confess our sins, He is faithful, faithful and just and to just. forgive us our sins and to cleanse and us from us. all unrighteousness." Amen. So that's Amen. what He needs Pastor to do. Moss, thank you so much, and I pray that God's anointing would continually be on you and bless you and your family. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Barb, uh, Sister Lazenby, and Martha, we'll be right back. Award-winning Christian country singer Lisa Daggs has written her incredible story of unshakable faith in her new book. Hey, this is Lisa Daggs. 30 years ago, I was sitting in a prison cell facing three to five years behind bars on drug charges. I had just one thing to hold on to, my faith in God. And my trust in God's love was rewarded in ways that were impossible to imagine. But when life is at its worst, God is at his best. My new book is called No Turning Back Regardless. How God rescued me, redeemed me, and restored my heart with a song. It's about the freedom God gives us when we put our trust in him, regardless of our circumstances. Whether you're facing divorce, addiction, or family tragedies, redemption and victory is in your reach. No Turning Back Regardless is the story of what happens when you proclaim that you're going to follow and serve the Lord. Regardless. No Turning Back Regardless, the inspiring new book by Lisa Daggs, now available wherever books are sold. Hi, my name is Missy Parker Miller, and I'm a licensing and recruitment specialist with Bethany Christian Services. Bethany is a Christian child welfare agency that focuses on foster care and adoption. The need is great for more Christian foster and adoptive homes. In Michigan, there are 13,000 children in foster care, and of those children, 3,000 are waiting now for an adoptive family. Many of these children have been waiting over three years. Bethany's heart is that no child will grow up without a family. These are not bad children. These are children that horrible things have happened to. Who better to minister to these children than Christians who can share the love and compassion of Jesus Christ? Please provide a loving home for a child in need and call Bethany Christian Services today. 248-414-4080. One more time, that number is 248-414-4080. Thanks and God bless. 
Honoring the brave men and women that have served our country should not be limited by Veterans Day. It should be something we do throughout the year. As such, local high schools and businesses from across Metro Detroit will gather together during National Military Appreciation Month to honor and give thanks to members of the military as a part of the Armed Forces Thanksgiving Luncheon at Weston Book Cadillac Hotel on May 1st. For more information or to reserve a table, visit armedforcesthx.org. There are two radio stations in this city that focus on good news. One has the good news about the economy, jobs, consumer confidence, and the defeat over ISIS. One has the good news about the victory over the cross. One is all about the here and now. The other is all about eternity. To get through the day, you need both. So when you want to know more about the day's news and what to think about it, turn to FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. If you want to change your life, turn to FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk Detroit. On April 19th, Good Friday, and on April 21st, Resurrection Sunday, Strictly Biblical will be presenting scenes from Jesus the Hero. Come and see Jesus Christ in his battle with Satan. Also, come and see Jesus heal people in the Valley of the Lepers. Friday, April 19th, on Good Friday, from 12 to 2 p.m., and again on April 21st, Resurrection Sunday, at our 11 o'clock service. There will be a presentation of Scenes from Jesus the Hero. This is located at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, 10709 Grand River. Strictly Biblical, 10709 Grand River in Oakland, in Detroit. All are welcome. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Yeah, you don't want to miss the scenes from Jesus the Hero at our Good Friday service uh, on Good Friday, April 19th, uh, starting at uh, 12 o'clock. Uh, then on uh, Easter Sunday, what I like to call Resurrection Day, we're going to do an encore presentation of it. Uh, it will be a wonder to behold. As you see, the actors bring to life scenes from the New Testament. All right, that's the Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, 10709 Grand River, 10709 Grand River at uh, Oakland and uh, Grand River. Encourage you to come be a part of our service. Number to call here, area code 866-423-9578. Barbara, Sterling Heights, uh, Sister Lazenby, Martha. We're going first to Barb in Sterling Heights. How you doing, Barb? I'm doing fine. How are you? Good, good. I've got a question for you, Barb, before you say anything. Can you explain to me what annihilationism is? Well, I wanted to comment on apocrypha. Oh, okay. (laughs) I know that was the correct answer, but I was well. Annihilation means you you know you're um, you don't go to heaven or hell. You're just gone. Like okay, well you right? know I would say this that definitely the part that you got right about it is that you're gone. Normally the term is associated with the teachings of the Jehovah Witnesses and the Seventh Day Adventists, where they say that hell you will not be tormented forever, but rather you will be completely annihilated. You know, you won't suffer eternal torment. It will only be temporary torment. And, of course, the problem with that is that the Bible, in a number of places, and especially over in Revelation 14.11, says, And the smoke of their torment ascends up forever and ever, and they have no rest, day nor night, who worship the beast in his image, and whosoever receives the mark of his name. So a number of scriptures are like that, which teach against it. But, Barb, you got close enough to get an applause. Marcus, we can well, give <laughs> we can give Barbara an but applause. I'm not asking her I, to be 90% is good enough. Give this woman, she says, annihilationism says you're gone, but you're not gone. According to the Bible, you, 
still going to be around. All right, so what, um, what's your I, question? I want to comment on the Apocrypha because sure. I used to be Catholic. Uh-huh. And I read the part where they said they were praying for the dead, okay? Okay. And that's where the Catholic Church says why purgatory exists. You're exactly and right. And my cousin asked me to go to a Bible class at his Catholic Church with him. This was after I was no longer Catholic and I'm Protestant. Uh-huh. And I knew better, but I went with him to see what, and wouldn't you know they were teaching on that, on purgatory. Uh-huh. And I said, well, I read that part of the Apocrypha in the it talked about people who were engaged in idol worship, and they were trying to pray them, pray for the dead that had been engaged in idol worship. Well, when you're Catholic, there's two kinds of sins. One is a mortal sin, and one is a venial That's sin. That's exactly right. Mortal being worse. Mm-hmm. And if you died in mortal sin, you went to hell. You did not go to purgatory. That's so right. no one could pray you out of hell. So I said to the priest teaching the bio class, I said, how can they pray someone out of hell? This, you know, this does nothing to do with purgatory. <laughs> and he said, well, I'll be turned red. <laughs> didn't know how to answer me. But that's how they got that. Well, you, you know, you're exactly right. And what happens is that uh, when you ask a question, I'm not trying to say that they're not Catholics who are Christians. Unfortunately, uh, they need to get into something more biblical because, and I found that just like you, Barb, once people start reading the Bible for themselves, if they're really reading the Bible and taking it for what it says, that they begin to drift away from the Roman Catholicism because there are yes. t- things that are being taught yes. there, like praying. To, it's just simple that praying to Mary and things that are not found in the Bible. So thank, you, thank you very much. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Oh, and Pastor Moss, uh-huh. um, when I was delivered from smoking, um, whenever I was tempted, I said, Satan be caught because by I, whom the Lord has set free is free indeed, and you can't tempt me into smoking again. And he left. He'd go, and I wasn't tempted anymore. I, I, I like that testimony, girl. We can learn from it. Thank you very much. All right. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Who can I play with? Who can I play with with this next question? I know who I can play with, Sister Lazenby in Plymouth, Michigan. Hello, Sister Lazenby. Praise the Lord, Pastor Moss. Don't you play with me because I call with the answer to your other question. Oh, no, no, no. You know, listen. Look, all of us Bible students out here, I think a lot of us are trying to get in on that apocrypha because we do the answer. (laughs) Well, listen, you know how I work. Uh, It's no such thing as you. Hey, when you call, I got you. That's it. I know, but I got a question for you all the way from California. Oh, well, okay, well, what can I do? What's your question? Yeah, my my daughter wants to know when the Holy Spirit is removed from the earth, when we're taken out of here, and she asked me this last night, and I wasn't quite sure, but I told her, I said, well, I do know the Bible says the Spirit of God would not strive with man always, and at some point, he's going to be removed. And the Bible says there's going to be a time when men going to want to kill themselves and they're not going to be able to succeed in doing so. So how should I answer her? Wow, and well, I, I need the scripture to back it up. Well, you, oh boy, you sure got that right, right? Because if we don't have scripture, if we don't have scripture, we don't have anything. And I commend her. I commend her for being a person who is getting her answers from the Bible and then asking questions to deal with it. All right. So I'm going to answer this with two verses. 
uh, we're going to go to uh, Psalms 139 first. It's very important for us okay. to go there. Because the question, the way she asked it was, what happens when the Holy Spirit is gone from the earth? Now, one right. thing we can say is I know what, what she's reading from, but there's no passage in the Scripture that teaches that the Holy Spirit will be gone. Now, the reason why okay. we know that can't be is because of what it says over in Psalms 139. Okay. Where in Psalms 139 and verse 7, uh, the psalmist writes, Whether shall I go from thy spirit, or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If, my, if I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. So, in other words, right. God's Holy Spirit is omnipresent, right? It's a member of the Godhead, yes. everywhere present. Exactly. So there's now, no... that's David, but do you have access to the Holy Spirit? Well, here's the thing. Uh, definitely, you'll have access to it, okay? But what she's talking about, she's talking about Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Okay. This is where she's coming from, right? Where okay. what it says is, and she's reading uh, from uh, chapter 3, let no man deceive you by any means, for that they shall mm-hmm. not come, except uh, there come a falling away first, that the man of sin may be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, mm-hmm. so that he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's talking about the okay. Antichrist, right? Okay. Right. Then it says at verse 5, Remember you not, that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. Now here's where her reasoning is. Verse 6. And now you know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. So, the, and, and so for the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now prevents, that's what it means, says letteth in King James English, but it means to prevent, will prevent okay. until he be taken out of the way. Then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. So what this is saying is that when the restrainer, and I agree with her, that the restrainer is the Holy Spirit, but he's taken away what that means if, uh, from a pre-trib rapture view that we believe that the rapture takes place before the seven-year tribulation. So while the Holy right. Spirit will be on the earth, the Holy Spirit will not be operating through the church because the church is gone. Yeah. Okay. So, so, okay. so it's not talking about, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not talking well, about God the removal. Really been dealing with my baby girl. Right, because the the, the the Holy Spirit has to still be. It's everywhere. There's no. It doesn't go away. Yeah. But still, it will. The Holy Spirit will not be operating on it through the church because the church has been mm-hmm. raptured. Remember, mm-hmm. people will still get saved during the tribulation period. Yeah, they time. couldn't. Yeah, okay. they couldn't be saved if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit still being it present. For the Holy but but what that okay. means is he's removed. The the Holy Spirit as he operates in the church is gone during that time. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. Wow, that's beautiful. All right. Well, listen. You you ask such a good question. I won't even bother you. I'll leave you alone. But there'll be another day, Mom. <laughs> there'll be another day. I, I got you. But next time, I'm coming at you. Number to call: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss, uh, Sister Lazenby. I think I did click something wrong, Marcus. It was my fault, not yours. So I, I clicked something. seemed like she got dim on me. <laughs> That's what that was. There you go. When I try to be a technician. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. On the most Bible talking show in radio, Bible Talk. We encourage you to call that number. Well, Sister Lassenby, we got her back on, but then she went off. Probably was my fault. My fault. Maybe when I clicked her off, something happened. I don't know. Call back. That's right. Give us a call. We're ready for you. Okay. Wasn't your fault. 
I'm pl trying to play the technician here. I got to let Marcus do his job. He doesn't bother me. I need to leave him alone. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Here's my second question for you, okay, uh, that I'd like to ask. What is deism? Have you heard that term? What does it mean? Deism. Okay, it's spelled D-E-I-S-M, deism. What does that mean? Do you know? If you do, give us a call. Okay, if you want to be a scholar for today, you sure are a scholar if you can give the answer to terms like that. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Amy Moss. What's on your mind, Marcus? All right, we're going to let him in. <laughs> we're going to let him in. We're going to let in Gary from Pontiac. Hello, Gary. How you doing? Hello. Is this, uh, is this Pastor Moss? Yes, sir. Gary, you got the Bible Talk program, my friend. Okay, for some reason it didn't come in clear. Okay, number one, I heard you talking about how you believe that the Lord could come back at any time. Uh, yeah. Um, there's a program called End Time that disproves that, and I'd like to try that. Okay. Okay, number one, we should be ready because we don't know when we're going to die. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but also Jesus in Matthew 24, Luke 17, and Mark 13, he tells when he's coming back. So what throws people off is uh, it says no man knows the day nor the hour. Uh-huh. But the Lord actually tells when he's coming back. Well, and, well, then let me ask you this question, though. If he said, if he said in Matthew 24 and 13, watch, therefore... For you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man right. comes, then how could we know when he's coming back? Well, he tells the events what take place before he comes back. Like in Matthew 24, it talks about the, uh, the coming of the Son of Man, and the, uh, the eagles will be gathered to the carcass. Mm -hmm. So in that prophecy in Luke 17, it says the eagles will be gathered to the body. Uh -huh. And there's two men wrote about the, the incident. But one put carcass and the other put body. And Jesus is talking on Luke 17 to his disciples, and it says the eagles will be gathered to the body. Well, if and the eagles, are gathered, if the eagles the, are gathered to the body, what is he talking about? The eagles are the saints of God. You go to Isaiah, uh, the 40th chapter, and says that, that we shall mount up with wings as eagles. So in prophecy, when the Lord's talking about eagles, he's not talking about birds. He's talking about the saints of God. So the saints of God. So well, if you go to Luke 17 and see what said where. The, they said, "Where would he be taken?" The Lord says, "Where the body is, the eagles will be gathered." Yeah, so but you know what that? But disciples. you know what that really is talking about, Gary? What that is really talking about is Death Valley days. Yeah, where it talks about the uh, the eagles that gather around the Bible, uh, the bodies. Believe you me, that's not talking about anything that's good in that particular passage. What that is talking about actually is uh, uh, judgment. Yeah. And the people in this case, notice you're at Luke chapter 17, right? And you're looking at about verse 35, where it says, Two women shall be grinding together, the one shall be taken and the other left. Now, they're in the field, working in the field. Two men shall be in the field, one shall be taken and the other left. And, and so what happens is, the disciples didn't know what this meant, one of them. Uh, and they answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? And he said unto them, 
wheresoever the body is, not the person, this is a lifeless body that was uh, killed because of the invasion of enemies against Israel, no doubt talking about the tribulation period. Whosoever, wheresoever the body is, that there will the eagles be gathered together. So that's got nothing to do with the rapture and nothing to do with what you're talking about, unfortunately. Look up a good commentary on that. See if there's any that could help you in your assessment of those verses. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. I'm looking for the definition of deism. What does that mean? Do you know, Valerie, how you doing? Fine. How are you, Pastor Moss? Just great. That's good. I have a general idea of what deism may mean. Okay. <laughs> um, from my understanding, some of the forefathers of the United States that made the Constitution, made the Constitution held that belief. And if I'm not mistaken, deism is the belief that there is a God but that he does not interfere in the affairs of man. In other words, he allows man to do whatever he wants to do, and he just watches. He doesn't intercede. He doesn't interfere, so to speak. So that's the only definition I've ever had of deism. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing, Valerie. It is great to have someone as intelligent as you in our listening audience because you're exactly 100% right. Give her an applause. She got it. That's deism. Thomas Jefferson, we believe, was one. Also, Thomas Paine. Valerie, did you have a question for me? Well, hang on I if you do. My question is hang on, hang on, hang on. We got to take a break and we'll be right back. Hang on, can you? Okay, I'll hold on. All right, we'll be right back. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Attention homeowners. With a strong housing market, if you bought a home more than a year ago, chances are you have equity in your home. And with one call to Cash Call Mortgage, that equity can mean cash in your pocket. The cash you need for the upcoming holidays, to remodel your home, or just keep in your pocket. The timing to take advantage of your home's equity has never been better. The Fed's just lowered interest rates. So if you have an interest rate higher than 2.99%, give us a call to see if we can lower your monthly mortgage payment and get you the cash you need. At Cash Call Mortgage, we're a direct lender and we can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing cost. The holidays are coming fast, so get the extra cash you need now. For a free quote to see if you qualify, call Cash Call Mortgage at 800-990-6947. That's 800-990-6947. 800-990-6947. Hi, it's Michael with Bible League International. Can I give you an update on Stand With Them, our campaign with Faith Talk Detroit to send God's Word to heart-hungry, persecuted believers? I've told you about Ahmed, the 14-year-old refugee in the Middle East. You remember he was primed to be a suicide bomber, but he's now a Christian, almost beaten to death by extremists, but he is leading young jihadists to Christ, and they need Bibles. And Katsu in China, beaten and jailed many times, but he led his interrogator to Christ, and together they've witnessed hundreds of versions in recent months, they need the Bible there in China. I know your heart breaks for Christians who suffer severe persecution. You know, many of these are new to the faith. They need the hope of God's Word. So with gratitude, we say thank you for every Bible sent so far. But our goal is 2,600 Bibles, and we're running out of time. $5 sends a Bible, $50 sends 10. Call 800-YES-WORD. 
800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or give at faithtalkdetroit.com. National competition for your business is eating away at your customer base. Like digital marketing minions swallowing your customers one by one. You need Salem Surround. When a customer does a search, they need to find your business, not the competition. Your contact information needs to be accurate and all over the web. You need the right tools to turn visitors into leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence. Learn more at surrounddetroit.com. Surrounddetroit.com. Connecting you with new customers. Bullying is a real thing. And Jonathan McKee says, whether you know it or not, your kids are involved. Our kids are either the bully, the bullied, or the bystander. And the question I ask parents all the time is, which one's your kid? How do we talk to our kids about bullying? And what do we do if we find out they're involved? We'll talk with Jonathan McKee about that next time on Family Life Today. Listen for Family Life Today, weekday mornings at 7.30. On April 19th, Good Friday, and on April 21st, Resurrection Sunday, Strictly Biblical will be presenting scenes from Jesus the Hero. Come and see Jesus Christ in his battle with Satan. Also, come and see Jesus heal people in the Valley of the Lepers. Friday, April 19th on Good Friday from 12 to 2 p.m. and again on April 21st, Resurrection Sunday at our 11 o'clock service. There will be a presentation of Scenes from Jesus the Hero. This is located at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, 10709 Grand River. Strictly Biblical, 10709 Grand River in Oakman, in Detroit. All are welcome. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss, with Valerie still on the line. How you doing, Valerie? Doing well, Pastor Moss. All right. Thank you for that great answer. And uh, what is your question? My question is, will there be marriages and births during during the thousand-year reign of Christ? Uh, uh, Yes, there will be. Uh, Mm. Yeah, there will be. In other words, the thousand-year reign of Christ is not heaven. Uh, That will be on the earth. It'll be like a a Garden of Eden condition on the earth. Uh, The lifespan of man will be uh, uh, expanded to be longer, but still people will live and die. Uh, Now And die. And die. Yeah. In fact, we find that Revelation uh, doesn't, believe it or not, and this is not to uh, uh, talk against the book of Revelation in any sense, but the, uh, the book of Revelation uh, doesn't give us as clear a picture of that particular question that you asked. Uh, it's Isaiah that really does that. Isaiah goes mm-hmm. into some details that we don't find uh, in uh, the book of Revelation concerning mm-hmm. the, um, uh, the last days, for instance, or the millennium period. Uh, here mm-hmm. over in Isaiah 65. Now, as we go here, good question that you ask also. Uh, this is mm-hmm. the kind of study we're studying in our courses on prophecy at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. Mm-hmm. In Isaiah chapter 65, it says at verse 17, uh, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. Now, this is in the book of Isaiah, but you know like I do if you've read Revelation, this is what we see in Revelation chapter 21, where mm-hmm. behold, I create a new heavens and a new earth. Now, what mm-hmm. happens is when Isaiah saw it, what he did was he put the new heavens and the new earth and the millennium kind of together 
Now, they're separated by a thousand years, but that's how the Bible does it sometimes, right? Because first of all, he says, For behold, I create a new heaven and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come to mind. Then he says at verse 18, But be you glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy. Now, hang on, uh, Valerie, because this can get more confusing before it gets clear. In verse 19, he says, And I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people, and the voice of weeping shall no more be heard, nor the voice of crying. Then watch this at verse 20. Notice it says, There shall be no more thence an infant of days, nor an old man that hath not filled his days, for the child shall die a hundred years old. But the sinner being a hundred years old shall be accursed. So in other words, if there are infants there, we know it's not heaven because there will be nobody being a baby in heaven, right? Okay. Uh, so if they're infants, then it's got to be that babies are born. This is talking about the millennium, not heaven. And then it says they'll die. We know one thing, won't be any death in heaven. So this is talking about the millennium. But a hundred years, if you died a hundred years, it's like dying as a baby because people will live longer, probably as long as Adam lived, some 950 years. So the thousand-year reign of Christ is after the rapture? Absolutely, yeah. It's after the rapture, okay. uh, whichever one. In fact, it's after the rapture, whichever one you want. Whether it's pre, mid, or post, still tribulation would be after uh, the uh, 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 the uh, uh, would be a, the rapture is going to take place. We believe this is a pre-trib, and after the pre-trib okay. rapture, it's seven years of tribulation. Yes. Does that help any? It helps a lot. I was thinking about that scripture about the child that will live. Uh, the child shall die one hundred years That's old. That's right. That's not talking about That's heaven. Where my question was coming from. Right. What happens is the prophets. It's amazing to study it, Valerie. They would see something like you ever been on a trip like maybe down south where you're mm-hmm. just riding in the country and you see two mm-hmm. mountains. It looks like they're close together. But when you mm-hmm. get up near them, you find out that they're separated by like hundreds, maybe a 100 miles. That, like in Chattanooga, yeah. Yeah, that's what happens in biblical prophecy. The Bible will talk about things that are close together when actually they could be happening at different times. So that's what we're looking I at see. Yeah. I know it's not chronological. I know that. There you go. It's not chronological. Uh, but in this case, it is. One thing, uh, there are places in the book of Revelation where things go right in order. The rapture, the tribulation, uh, the millennial reign, then heaven. What about the marriage supper of the Lamb? That takes place in heaven. Okay. All right. Thank you, Pastor Moss. All right. You look like someone who needs to be in our prophecy classes. We'd love to have you there. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Y'all wearing me out. Take a break. We'll be right back. This is Albert Mueller for townhall.com. Federal judge nullifies conscience rule backed by Trump White House. That was a recent headline in the New York Times reporting on the new rule, now vacated, where the Trump administration sought to extend additional conscience protections, especially for medical practitioners and medical institutions. What we're seeing today is an alarming willingness to sacrifice conscience on the altar of abortion and the transgender revolution. Of course, many of the hospitals where there is conscientious objection are Protestant or Catholic or Jewish. The attitude today is very revealing. It comes down essentially to this. We're thankful that you established all those schools and those hospitals, but we'll take them now because we're going to operate them by entirely secular norms in keeping with the LGBTQ revolution and the demand for abortion and all the rest. Just give us the keys. Thank you very much. Now more than ever, we must defend these rights of conscience. I'm Albert Moeller.
Sponsored by ADF. Fighting for those whose liberties are being violated. Award-winning Christian country singer Lisa Daggs has written her incredible story of unshakable faith in her new book. Hey, this is Lisa Daggs. 30 years ago, I was sitting in a prison cell facing three to five years behind bars on drug charges. I had just one thing to hold on to, my faith in God. And my trust in God's love was rewarded in ways that were impossible to imagine. But when life is at its worst, God is at his best. My new book is called No Turning Back Regardless. How God rescued me, redeemed me, and restored my heart with a song. It's about the freedom God gives us when we put our trust in him, regardless of our circumstances. Whether you're facing divorce, addiction, or family tragedies, redemption and victory is in your reach. No Turning Back Regardless is the story of what happens when you proclaim that you're going to follow and serve the Lord. Regardless. No Turning Back Regardless, the inspiring new book by Lisa Daggs, now available wherever books are sold. They say the best is yet to come, but to help make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. Start by tuning in to the Barnett Financial Hour with Rick Barnett every Saturday at 1. Rick helps simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss the Barnett Financial Hour with Rick Barnett of Barnett Financial and Tax every Saturday at 1. Almost 90% of kids have smartphones with the average child getting a phone at age 10. On the next Focus on the Family, teen expert Jonathan McKee tells parents how to deal with Generation Screen and encourages us not to freak out. Biblical advice for today's parents on the next Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Listen to Focus on the Family, weekday mornings at 9.30 on Faith Talk Detroit. coming back. That's what it's all about, the return of Jesus Christ to the planet. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Listen, if you want Bible study, a church where you can go to, where you have to bring the Bible with you, a church that is not seeker-friendly, but seeker-Jesus-friendly, where you need your Bible, Strictly Biblical is the church for you. The name, Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. We have Monday night Bible studies, Bible studies all during the week. We encourage you to come, and when you come, you will feel naked without your Bible. 10709 Grand River is our location. We look to see you there. You can call area code 313-933-9270. That's area code 313-933-9270 to find out about all of our Bible studies. And if you are interested in biblical prophecy, okay, we're the place to be because every Tuesday from 11 until about 12.30 or 1, we're dealing with the subject of biblical prophecy and giving certificates in that particular study. So come to Strictly Biblical 10709 Grand River at Oakman. We're going to go to Brighton and talk to Valentine. Hello, Valentine. How you doing, Valentine? You're on the air. 
Valentine going once. Going twice. All right. Well, let's try. We're going to go to Renee in Madison Heights. Hello, Renee. How you doing? Good, Pastor Moss. How are you doing? Just great. Thanks for calling. Good. I do have a question for you since you were talking about Revelation. Okay. And I've been trying to learn more about um, Revelation. And the more I read, the more confused I get. So I was just wondering, I thought I'd ask you, is there any other, um, is there anything out there that could help me better understand Revelation, reading the book? Of Revelation in the Bible and getting an understanding of what these verses mean? Uh, absolutely. There are a number of books that you can get, uh, so many. In fact, uh, I would recommend that you go to a Bible bookstore, you know, not just a regular store, because a Bible bookstore will have books on prophecy that are biblically related. Uh, and uh, ask, for any, ask for books on eschatology. Now, my recommendation would be uh, any book uh, written by um, uh, Mike... Uh, the guy's name is Mike Hitchcock. He's a very good writer in the area. Did you say Hitchcock? Yeah, Mike Hitchcock. He writes. Okay. He he's a real good uh, a guy, a former lawyer who turned into a theologian. So he has a lot of good books okay. on the subject. Uh, the one book I would recommend above many, and a lot of good books are out there. You could order uh, Dr. David Jeremiah's book from his ministry. Uh, which is called Signs of the End. That's a good book as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I had heard about that. Yeah. And I was wondering if that was any good. Yeah, that's a okay. good book. It's a great book. And he quotes from uh, some of the guys that I'm that I'm mentioning to you. So he's real good. He's read other scholars as well and helped put his book together. Uh, if I were to re- recommend one book above them all, it would be a book by Dwight Pentecost. That's the title of it, Dwight Pentecost. And it's called Things to Come. That is an awesome book. Uh, that book is good. I recommend it because Dwight Pentecost, not only does he go into the theology of eschatology, but also every page is filled with biblical verses. He proves every point he makes with Scripture. All right. Things to come. Okay. Yeah. Things to come. All right, That's great. That book was so good, Renee. I went to Niagara Falls one time with my wife, left the book out, didn't lock it up. When I came back, somebody stole the book. <laughs> oh, but I said, God bless them. They couldn't resist. Yeah, the book. I hope they got saved afterwards. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> I got me another copy, but that book I can understand. It is a great book. Dwight Pentecost, Things to Come. All right. Well, thank you, Pastor Moss. I appreciate it, and I and I love listening to your show. And thank God, uh, you know that God filled your mind with all that knowledge, and you're sharing it with us. I appreciate it. Well, I praise God because it is God's work and uh, and not mine. Thank you, Renee. I appreciate that very, very much. All right. We're out of time. Now, this is the time when Marcus looks at me. He's getting happy because he knows the program. He just needs rest. I mean, I don't fault him. He works all day. All these programs you hear and he does run the wind. Then he does my program. But still, you can call in. He doesn't tell you this. He doesn't. But I'm going to tell you. You can call in if you call in fast. If you've got a question and you want to get it in, you better call now because I'm looking at his face. Marcus is ready. He's ready to cut his <laughs> Aren't you, Marcus? See, he's singing in the rain. He's ready. <laughs> that man's ready to get some rest. So if you've got a question, you better call it in in a hurry. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Needless to say, just to let you guys know, I enjoy very much being here on this program. I'm glad to be your uh, your biblical consultant, want to continue to do that, but I do need to get support from you. You can give us that support by writing a check to 
Bible Boot Camp Ministries, that's Bible Boot Camp Ministries, P.O. Box 05879, okay, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Once again, make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries, P.O. Box 05879, 05879, Detroit, Michigan, okay, uh, 48205. Please just write, send it off to us as quick as you can. We'll get it, and that helps to support our program. And uh, enjoy being with you. If you didn't get with me today, hey, there's always tomorrow, God willing, unless the rapture takes place, which, despite what you may have heard, it can happen at any time. And don't miss our Good Friday. It's going to be great. Also, Sunday, where you'll be uh, seeing presentations on both those days of Jesus the Hero. Uh, Great. uh, A bunch of great folks put it together. You will love it very much as well as other things that happen on that Good Friday program. Good Friday service at 12 o'clock. Then on Sunday, Resurrection Day, our uh, 11 o'clock service, we encourage you to come bring your Bible, as always, to Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries as we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. A number of good things happening. And this, to me, is really the most highest uh, holy time for us. Christmas is great, but remember, he was born to die and raised again from the dead for our sins. And that's exactly what he did. And now what we're looking for is his second coming. And Jesus is on the way. And he told us to be ready because we do not know the day or the hour when he's going to arrive. Listen, this is Pastor Moss. It's good being with you. Look forward to being with you uh, uh, tomorrow as well. Uh, Enjoy your Good Friday. I won't be here on that day because I'll be at church. But definitely still thinking of you. God bless you. This is Pastor Moss. We'll see you next time. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.